gentlemen, it's your boy Kendrick Ray, the Dreadlock Blurred Hair, back with another Dreadlock Blurred Talk weekly wrap up. I know it's been a minute since I did one of these, but I figured I'm trying to get back to a regular schedule. And if you can barely see me, I'm 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 sorry. It's I don't really feel the need to put on a light right now. I'm just chilling. So more than likely, that's pretty much how you're probably going to see me going forward. Just me chilling in my element right now. So. Thank all you guys who are tuning in. Excuse me for one second as I plug in my laptop so it doesn't die on me midstream. As always, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you are watching me on YouTube, Facebook, via my fan page, Twitch, or whatever. Be sure to give me a follow, subscribe, a like, all that stuff, and be sure to tell all your friends about the channel. I can really use the engagement. And I promise to be a lot more consistent with these things. So just hang in there with me, folks. Just hang in there. Um, it's been a while since I've actually done like a full-on weekly wrap-up. It's been a minute. Um, aside from not being super consistent, I've also been venturing into different things. You know, the last one I did, which was supposed to be a stream, but apparently Streamlabs has fixed this little echo issue so there's no echo right now but also be sure to let me know if you can hear me hopefully i am coming in the last couple of um times i used Streamlabs, i was dealing with an echo issue but it seems that they have actually fixed it i'm, I'm gonna assume that they fixed it or maybe it's because i just changed up my whole wiring setup so be that as it may as far as it stands i don't have an echo but as long as you guys watching and listening can hear me that is exactly what I am looking for. But as I was saying, it's been a while since I did a full-on weekly wrap-up, whether it be an interview or just a one-off topic that I wanted to discuss. You know, I haven't been doing weekly wrap-ups, but you know, now that programs have come back and are starting to come back, I'm gonna try to be back on these things as much as I can. And we are back on with our first one. So just gonna be talking about a couple of things you know that's been of interest as of late you know one of the biggest things that I thought was interesting that was announced was the fact well I'm not really surprised that it was announced but we are getting a sequel through sequel to Mithrigan that's what everyone's calling Mithrigan but it's actually called Megan M number three G-A-N uh, the newest um, I guess sci-fi horror that came out earlier this year. Um, as you guys know, January is usually the month where a lot of film companies like to dump, I guess, movies that they feel may make it but might not make it. You know, it is what it is with the movie industry. But from the time the trailers for Megan dropped in late December, I think everybody was interested in going to go see this movie. I know I was. From the time she started dancing and you know, all that other stuff. I was hooked. I was hooked. And needless to say, Megan turned out to be a really fun movie to go check out in the movie theaters. It's definitely a movie that you should go see in the movie theaters. Just for the audience experience. Um, I, me and my wife went to go check it out. We we, we enjoyed it. We, we really did. We had laughs. It's, 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 a, it's a very well done movie. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the writer who wrote this, but she also wrote, it's a sister, by the way, it's a sister, by the way, who wrote um, Megan, but she also wrote a couple of the movies, Malignant, which is another one that she wrote, which I have actually yet to watch, which I plan to watch very soon. I actually have it saved on my HBO Max um, watch list, so I'm definitely gonna be getting it, getting into that. We're gonna watch that at some point. But, and, and mind you, this is going to kind of be uh, my Megan review because I haven't done like an official review of Megan since watching it. I should probably get to that, but since I'm here right now, I probably don't really need to. As you guys know, Megan centers around uh, the creation of a AI toy, essentially an AI doll that kind of attaches itself to one of the, one of the leads, um, who is a little girl, um, just to give you a bit of context in this movie. The little girl um, plays kind of like an orphan who loses her parents in a freak snow accident um, is sent to, and is sent to live with her aunt, um, who is a tech guru, but also works for a major toy company. Uh, the aunt is, of course, 
I guess one of your typical millennial or Gen Z, whatever age she was. It was never specified, but she's it's 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 apparently that it's apparent that she's very technology dependent. Um, she has a AI um, computer kind of monitoring her house. Not that dissimilar from like you know Alexa, you know, or things like that. Um, I'm forgetting the young lady's name, but I know her first name is Allison. She she was in um Get Out. She played um the um uh Daniel Kaluuya's um girlfriend in Get Out, so that's her. But um it's 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 very fun. It's not super long. It's definitely not super long. Um it is PG thirteen, so we, I just remember we actually took our took my niece to go see it also because she was on to go see it. She's eleven, so she was down to see her too, so it was nothing too gory. I imagine, and I know a lot of us that have seen it, imagine that there's an unrated, at least I'm hoping an unrated version of Megan, um, at the very least, an rated R version of Megan, because while there weren't two, there weren't like a whole bunch of kills in this movie, there were just enough, and some of them we didn't really see, some of them we did, but I just imagine those deaths were probably a little bit more gory. There might have been a couple more kills. But the thing about Megan was the fact that it wasn't the kills that sold me on the movie. It was just, you know, just the character of Megan. The, the character of Megan is the star of the movie. Let's just get that out of the way. She is the star of this movie. Um, I know a lot of people were comparing this to, they've been comparing her to Child, they've been comparing her to Chucky from Child's Play. The original Chucky, as well as the remake, um, the Child's Play remake that came out a couple years ago, which pretty much did the same thing, where as opposed to it being a, a doll possessed by a soul, it's a it's an AI toy. The new Chucky was an AI toy, so this essentially did it better. Megan, I would say, definitely did it better, but the, the, like I said, the character Megan is definitely the star of the show. She is played by two different people. The voice is done by an adult, and for the actual motion movements, it is actually done by a kid. Um, I'm very much looking forward to like all the behind-the-scenes stuff on Megan, but as I mentioned before, we are getting a sequel. A Megan is specifically is specifically titled Megan 2.0, which is kind of fitting. If you saw the movie, then you know the ending of how it went, so you kind of knew where it was going. I'm interested to see how they plan to carry the story a lot further. It's definitely it's it's definitely a lot of fun. It was is actually a good way to kick off the movie season for this year. If I'm going to be honest with you, it was definitely a good way to kick it off. So, um, if you haven't gone to see Megan, definitely go out there check it out. I think you will definitely enjoy it. I know I had a blast watching Megan, and I can't wait for Megan 2.0. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are on Megan. Did you really enjoy it? I know some of it said, some people have said it was kind of cheesy, but I think that's the whole point of it. Um, one of the biggest things I can say about Megan is definitely a commentary also on a couple of things. Um, our dependency on technology, our willingness to change our lifestyle given certain drastic changes. Most notably when you're unexpectedly thrust into parenthood, which can happen at the drop of a hat, um, connecting with people of the younger generation. Um, as I mentioned before, using technology to raise children. I know there was a scene in the movie where the, um, the, the little girl was talking with her aunt and her aunt was pretty much trying to give her things that she can occupy her time with while she continued to work. Uh, she gave her a tablet and the, and the little girl asked her, so what about screen time? And the aunt was like, you can use it for as long as you want. And I know screen time is a thing that's very prominent amongst parents or caregivers as to how much screen time you want your kid to have. You know, as a person who works in the school system, it's the same exact thing, you know. And the commentary is very sound. You know, the fact that, you know, the character main only operates if you kind of imprint yourself onto her so she can pretty much be there for you 24 7 um the actor 
the actress that played Megan, both actors that played Megan did a phenomenal job. I am very much interested to see what's going to happen in the sequel. I can't wait for it. So as I said before, let me know what you guys think about Megan. Are you excited for Megan 2.0? And where do you think the story is going to go? Let me know in the comments and we can keep that conversation going. Moving on to not so good news. Um, it was announced a couple of days ago that Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. As you guys know about, I believe it might have been early in 2022, where an incident happened on the set of Rush, um, a new movie starring Alec Baldwin, I believe Jensen Ackles and a couple of people, in which a firearm was discharged. Um, and I believe it hit, um, it definitely hit one of the production crew killing her. Um, the props, the, the props manager had not, I guess, let anybody know that there was a live round in the gun, which should not have been a thing in the first place. We already know that this has happened before to the late Brandon Lee back on the set of The Crow, that there was a live round in the gun when that's not supposed to be a thing. They're only supposed to be blanks. And it was Alec Baldwin who discharged the firearm, hitting the production member and ended up killing her. Um, so there have been, it's been litigation for, for the better part of a year, but I guess they finally decided that he will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. I know a lot of celebrities have taken to the internet to show their support for Alec Baldwin. I know a lot of people, a lot, especially a lot of my friends have been saying that Alec Baldwin is definitely to blame for this because I believe he's like the spearhead of this project and he should have known better to, to, to discharge a firearm without making sure there was a live round in it first. And I've seen the other side of the argument where people were like, you know, the prop master should have made sure that there were no live rounds in the gun. As a person who's worked on set before and worked with firearms, luckily they were like, they weren't like real arms. They were like airsoft guns and stuff like that. But even so, you always check to make sure that there's nothing in the chamber, things like that, and that there's no act, excuse me, no active firearm on set. So I don't know where this is gonna lead to. I just know it sucks for Alec Baldwin, who I know was devastated by the event. He was completely devastated by it. And who knows what's gonna happen, whether the production of um, Rush is gonna be put on hold indefinitely or what, I'm not really quite sure, but we'll just have to wait, wait and see. Um, you guys, let me know what you think about this situation with Alec Baldwin being charged with involuntary manslaughter. I'm not quite sure what sentence holds with that. Um, I haven't taken the time out to look that up because it was literally just announced this week. So I don't know where that's gonna go, where's that gonna lead him to. And like I said, what's gonna lead with the project, but we'll have to wait and see. So you guys, let me know what your thoughts are on this and we can keep that discussion going. Moving on to some TV news. The Last of Us finally premiered last week on HBO Max. I was able to watch it, and as a person who's never played any of The Last of Us games, I can say that that show has definitely got me hooked in. The simple fact that it's almost like a shot-for-shot -shot adaptation of the game you know, minor tweaks here and there and stuff, but like, it's definitely a well done video game adaptation. And I know the, the, the debate continues on whether or not video games can be adapted faithfully to either TV, movies, animation, things like that. And I think people tend to forget that there's actually a lot, there's a fair amount of good video game adaptations out there than there are bad ones. Um, I think the problem is, and this is just my opinion, I think the problem is that like people automatically go to the movie route in terms of adapting a video game when in actuality, there's many different, you know, mediums that you can choose to adapt something. Um, I know the Super Mario Brothers movie with um the late Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo is usually like the, it's like, suspect number one when it comes to the argument of video game movies not being able to be adapted properly the people behind that movie didn't really know what they were trying to do 
I mean, there's been stories about how John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins used to go in there on set pretty much hammered just to get through the, just to get through filming that day. That's how much they didn't like working on that project. So, but for every bad one, there's actually still a couple of good ones. I still feel like the first Mortal Kombat movie still holds up. I think it's still one of the better, if not one of the best, video game movie adaptations that you that we have. You know, it kind of practically followed the story of the first Mortal Kombat almost to a T. You know, the only thing that it didn't include was every character having a fatality or things like that. But for the most part, it kind of fit. It, it, it's, it's still the most well-adapted video game movie that exists out there. Um, and I know we look at things like Doom, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, the Resident Evil movies, which are, if I'm going to be honest, a franchise in and of its own. It's... I would almost say it's almost Resident Evil in name, only because of the fact that the main character of the movie is a character named Alice who was created just for the movie. And we all know why that happened. Like, a lot of the other characters kind of played second fiddle. Like, you know, um, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, um, even Wesker to a degree. You know, they kind of all just took back seats to the character of Alice. So, and I, and I can tell you right now, I was never a big fan of the Resident Evil movies. I, I never really got into them. Um, I've seen the first one only because I felt I was obligated. It's a video game movie, so I had to go see it. But, you know, I've seen Resident Evil. I saw... Um, was it Afterlife? I think that might have been it. Resident Evil Afterlife might have been that one, I think. I've seen bits and pieces of the others, but other than that, I knew automatically that the Resident Evil movies were not for me. Um, you also got a couple of, you know, animated um, video game adaptations that you have. Like the Street Fighter movies, the animated movies are great. The original Street Fighter 2 animated movie still stands to this day. The Street Fighter Alpha movie is one of my favorites. Even Street Fighter Alpha Generations. Um, we've even had Final Fight movies, you know, Battle of the Arena, Toshinen animes or OVAs, which I have yet to see. I haven't seen those yet. And just a plethora of different video game adaptations that exist out there like i said before i think it's just a matter of figuring out which medium would be best to adapt such a property making the last of us a series is the best way you could have gone anything that any game that takes multiple hours to complete is literally best adapted as a tv series you know, um, even looking back at that Resident Evil series that came out on Netflix, which was, let's let's be real here, that 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 was laughable. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. The only good part of that series on Netflix was Lance Reddick. He was the best part of the series, honestly, as his version of Wesker. Even his, even his knockoff Blade version of Albert Wesker was hilarious, but. Other than that, you know, there's a reason why people didn't really take to it because it didn't feel like Resident Evil. It felt like something else. And and I know that's the biggest complaint a lot of people have. Like, why can't you just adapt it from the actual source material? What's so hard about that? You know, but in any case, I enjoy The Last of Us series. It has me hooked in. Um, Pedro Pascal does a great job as Joel. Um everything from the opening to the end of the episode was great i know the second episode dropped tonight so i'm probably going to be watching that later on and that'll probably be talked about in next week's weekly wrap-up if i do a weekly wrap-up i'm supposed to be away in atlantic city um next weekend for our martial arts tournament so i might do one either saturday or friday night i don't know i'll let you know but um no, everything about it is really, really good. I can't wait to see how the rest of the series goes. Um, I am officially hooked in. A lot of people that I know that have watched it feel the same way. They feel like this is definitely one of the best video game movie adaptations that has come out in recent years. And hopefully, excuse me, hopefully production companies that want to tackle video game movie adaptations 
will start looking at different avenues to present the adaptation. There's nothing wrong with doing a series on a streaming service. You know, look at a movie like Rampage. A movie like Rampage had no business working. But the only reason why I worked was for two reasons. It's absurdity. Well, it's a couple of reasons. It's absurdity. It's short run. I mean, there's only so much you can do with a story about a giant ape, a giant lizard, and a giant wolf. There's only so much you can do with that. But, and of course, The Rock. And I know the world doesn't like The Rock right now after what happened with DC and Warner Brothers and Black Adam. I understand, but I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to completely blame him for that. And I don't hate The Rock, you know. And honestly speaking, someone like The Rock is the only person that I could probably see making a movie like Rampage work. Him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Naomi Harris. That's the only way I could see it working. So, you know, but you look at something like that. The Silent Hill movie. the first, At least the first Silent Hill movie. Great. Good one. And again, as a person who never played Silent Hill, I highly enjoyed the movie. I really did. So... Again, hopefully, like I said, this is the start of production companies learning from past mistakes and realizing that there are many different ways that you can adapt a video game into whatever medium you choose. You know, like I said, I know they've been talking about um, adapting God of War into a series either on Netflix or on Amazon. You know, um, more specifically, God of War 2018. Um, bearded Kratos so yes that's something you would have to do within a series you can't do a movie about that you know there's a lot of things going on like you would have it would probably have to be a thing where each episode they travel to a different realm doing things discovering stuff you know and that's 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 how I imagine it going essentially that's what I that's how I think it would go but you know hope I believe the re remainder of the season of The Last of Us is going to be great I'm really enjoying it. I'm really invested. So we'll definitely, I will definitely be giving you my thoughts on each episode as the weeks go by. Um, let me know what you think about the Last of Us series. Are you enjoying it so far? Um, especially if you played the game, do you feel like? I mean, I've heard reviews, but do you feel like it's a, a faithful adaptation of the game? You know, what do you think you wish they would change, or what do you think? things that you don't want them to change you want to just keep going with what they're doing so let me know in the comments and we can keep that conversation going another thing also premiered this week uh the first season of that 90 show which is essentially a sequel series to that 70 show now we kind of had a spin-off sequel series before which is that 80 show but that didn't take too well that did not take too well um, I believe the main character, I forget his name, it's been such a long time, was supposed to be like a cousin of Eric Foreman. But um, that 90 show is a direct sequel to that 70 show. And here we follow Eric and um, Donna's daughter, um, Leah Foreman, who is spending the summer with her grandparents, Red and Kitty Foreman. And she makes her, she makes her own group of friends while hanging out in the basement. It was cute. It was definitely cute. It definitely doesn't have the, the exact same vibes of that 70s show. Um, I didn't really get into that 70s show until later on when it was in syndication. So that's when I really got into it. Um, I, I, of course, uh, stayed with it up until the time that Eric left. And, you know, by that point, you know, it really wasn't the same. When Eric left and... Kelso left at that point it really wasn't the same anymore so that's kind of when I fell off but I will say as far as successors to the previous series is concerned this is a good one I would very much I'm very much looking forward to season two if we do get a season two I haven't checked out many of the reviews on that 90s show I'll probably be doing that later on if not later on today later on tonight or probably later on in the week see what everybody else is saying about that 90s show but it's definitely, I would say, definitely a worthy successor to um, that 80s show. I mean, that 70s show. I hope that next season really delves into like that se those 70s show-isms. And we'll definitely get more, you know, the crew being crazy. 
and stuff like you know it's it's definitely apparent that Leia's really not she's not like Eric um which is probably a good thing I, I I would say that I guess that's probably a good thing but um you know the reason that Eric stood out you know as the lead of that 70 show is because not only was he a nerd but he was also very sarcastic and very snippy and very um cynical so that's what made him funny um Leia's not really like that but and that's okay so I guess as this series progresses if it does she'll probably find more of her personality and then you know we'll see how the remainder of the series goes but again everybody else I thought was great um a lot of the old cast members came back with the exception of Midge who the actress as you guys know Tanya Roberts she passed away some time ago and of course um Danny Masterson who played Stephen Hyde he didn't return as well we all know the story behind what's going on with him but yeah um Kelso Jackie Fez Bob even Leo they all returned either in a couple of episodes this season it was only 10 it was only 10 episodes so it was definitely that is definitely worth it and they're only like 20 25 minutes long so if you got some time you can definitely binge it in the evening if you have the chance so if you're a fan if you were a fan of that 70s show definitely give it a shot and check it out and i think you might enjoy it so let me guys know what you think if you watched that 90s show definitely check it out i mean definitely let me know what you thought about it and if you're looking forward to season two and we'll just keep that conversation going another series premiered last week and this was met with <clears throat> this was met with utter utter disappointment the animated series Velma on HBO Max premiered last Friday if I'm not mistaken premiered last Friday and from what I can gather I would say 90% of the people that watched it don't like it now I didn't watch it I didn't watch it um, if I'm going to be honest with you, and I know this is going to be kind of sacrilegious, I was never a big Scooby-Doo fan. My older sister was, but I wasn't. There were some things about Scooby-Doo that I didn't enjoy, but I wasn't like a diehard Scooby-Doo fan. I didn't like go out of my way to just watch it. I did watch a pup named Scooby-Doo as a kid, but aside from that, Scooby-Doo was like never really like my big to-do as an animated series growing up. Um, this series, of course, is written and starring Mindy Kaling, who many people feel is just essentially dissing her own heritage at this point. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. That's what many people are thinking. Um, the characters have been completely revamped, um, in terms of not only like look, but personality as well. Um... Like I said, I wasn't going to watch because I'm not a big Scooby-Doo fan, but I know many people have shared their dislike of the story, the character, portrayals, the writing itself, you know, feeling like it's just trying to be trivial or trying to be, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to be controversial for the sake of trying to be controversial that's the best way I can describe it but you know it is what it is the first two episodes dropped last week um I know the third one dropped this past Friday I don't know if people's perception of the show are going to change but from what I understand a lot of people just don't like the series and yeah that's pretty much all I got to say about that um I was never a huge Mindy Kaling fan you know, so I didn't really watch a lot of her stuff. Some of the things that she was in, you know, I've seen her in um, um, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. You know, I've, the few episodes of The Office I've watched, I've seen her in them. Um, I know my wife, she used to watch The Mindy Project. Um, I've seen a few episodes of that. And, you know, those. Were, I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's it's whatever guys it's just whatever so you know you guys let me know what your thoughts are on Velma you know if you dislike it what are your grasp with it if you do like it what do you like about it 
and let's see if we could get that conversation going. We did get a good a few amount of pieces of good news also. Um, Invincible is finally coming back. It feels like we've been waiting for like, a, like no, I think we have been waiting like a whole year for Invincible. Um, I know season one dropped like back in 2021. So I know a lot of us were able to join it. I mean, enjoy it. And in fact, and then they dropped episodes every single Friday. So we were able to check that out, but it felt like we were like hanging on by a thread as to when the new season of Invincible was going to drop. Now, unfortunately it won't be dropping this month, which sucks. Um, as far as I know, the only thing I do know is that season two is definitely coming at some point later on this year. Hopefully not too late in the year. The max I would want to wait is it is summer. That's the max I would want to wait for the show, like summer. Like if we can get it during the summertime, then that'll be a nice thing to watch during the summer, you know. But any later than that is just kind of overkill, you know. It's you know at this point they should have been working on season two like right away. The 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 amount of popularity that the show Invincible garnered should have been working on it right away, but. I don't know. As far as I know, all the original voice acting cast members will be back. J.K. Simmons, um, Stephen Yoon, all those guys, they'll be back to voice their um, respective characters for season two. And I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. I've never read the Invincible comic. I've seen it in comic book source, but I've never read it. So when I know the show was coming out, I figured like, okay, this is my way of learning about the series or learning about the actual story. And boy was I blown away just by the first episode in that I guess post credit scene when Omni-Man decimates um, the Guardians or their version of the Justice League and he just decimates them all yeah I was at that point I was like okay yeah I'm in I'm, I'm in I, I, I'm in I'm, I'm completely in and I've been dying in fact both me and my wife we've been dying for season 2 of Invincible so we're finally getting it it's coming out later on this year so hopefully not too late um i'm gonna keep my ear to the ground about this one see here maybe see what they're gonna adapt into this season i know it gets crazier in the comic book so we'll see what happens in any case you guys let me know what your thoughts on the return of invincible are you as hyped as i am for season two and when do you when would you like for them to drop the actual season i mean like i said it's gonna be later on this year but hopefully we're not late, waiting like nine months excuse me for this thing to drop hopefully we're not leaving that long so let me know what you think and we'll keep that conversation going of course we also have gotten word that Cobra Kai will be ending with a sixth season so the very last season get ready to come out which is season six of Cobra Kai will be its last on Netflix and as a person who really had no interest in watching Cobra Kai I had no interest back when it was on what's that YouTube I forgot the name whatever the heck that failed experiment was with YouTube where they try to you know make people make people pay extra just to watch certain series that they had up there you know I didn't watch it then um I binged it once um they came to Netflix when they I think the fourth season was getting ready to come out that's when I binged all of it um and I ended up really, really enjoying Cobra Kai. Like, I was never, and I've probably mentioned this before in my reviews of, like, the previous seasons of Cobra Kai, but I was, like, never a huge, super huge Karate Kid fan, considering I'm a person who practices martial arts. I was never a big Karate Kid fan. I enjoyed it for what they were. You know, I watched them one time, just so I could say that I watched them. But other than that, I was never, like, a diehard Karate Kid fan. But... It was something about Cobra Kai, the fact that I'm now viewing, you know, this story from the eyes of Johnny Lawrence and, you know, his need to recreate Cobra Kai and make something of himself after his loft of Daniel LaRusso. It's, it's, it's so great. Each season has been a top-notch season. I will say, though, while the last season, the latest season to come out was good, season five, I kind of feel like season four might have been one of his best ones. I don't know. Um, I may 
one one day after season six comes out, I'll probably start the whole series all over again and just binge it all the way through. But I can't wait to see what happens with season six coming. And I know there's a lot of people that are upset that, you know, Cobra Kai is ending after season six. But at the same time, it's like, what else could they possibly do to keep the story going? What else could they do? Like, everyone from the original movie series has come back at some point, you know, to one degree or another. I mean, Terry Silver ended up being a sub-boss in season five to the main boss in season six. And if you remember how season five ended, Kreese is essentially out of prison and who knows what craziness he's getting ready to pull off. So, who knows what's going to happen? But as we said, you know, there's so many characters that have made their, you know, return to the series, you know, Chosen, who became a series regular in season five. Um, Mike Barnes actually came back to help Daniel. Um, just so many different characters came back. Um, I'm still, not to say that I'm holding out hope, but I'm going to be very surprised if Julie, um, Hillary Strings' character from the next Karate Kid, if Julie does not make a cameo appearance in season six of Cobra Kai. I would be very surprised if that doesn't happen. Because at that point, she's literally the last character that hasn't made an appearance yet. So, we'll see. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But I'm very much looking forward to what happens in season six. And how. And I wonder how they're just going to wrap this up. Um, like I said, Terry's in jail now. You know, Terry Silver's in jail. Spoilers if you haven't watched it. But Terry Silver's in jail now. Crease has escaped jail now. And now it's just a matter of what's going to happen. You know, where are they, they going to take this thing? So I'll be very interested to see what happens with season six and how, interested to see how they plan on ending the entire series. So let me know what you guys think. Are you, exci are you excited for season six like I am? What are, your, some of your, what are some of your predictions? What do you think the story is going to go as far as season six is concerned? How do you think it's going to end? And what do you want for them to do to end the series off on a high note? Post your comments and let me know what you think and we can keep that conversation going. The next thing, as far as Netflix is concerned, we have a 30th anniversary special of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers getting ready to drop at some point this year. I don't know how long it's going to be, whether it's going to be some sort of movie or like some kind of a season of a, of a series or something like that. But all we know is that um, David Yost, Catherine Hildebrand, um, Karen Ashley, um, Johnny Young Bosch, um, essentially Zach, Billy, Aisha, Kat, um, Rocky, Adam, um, even Alpha, I believe his, his name is Alpha X. They're making their return to the franchise for one 30th anniversary special that is supposed to air on Netflix. Um, I don't really know what the story is supposed to be about. Um, I do know one of the story elements will include the daughter of Trini, who is the original Yellow Ranger. And I believe she will be becoming the new Yellow Ranger for this instance. As I said, I don't know what the story is about, but all I know is that as a kid who grew up watching the original Power Rangers, I am highly excited for this. Highly excited for this. I cannot wait for this. It's been a while since these guys have been in costume for the Power Rangers, for anything Power Rangers related, save for some, you know, team up episodes and things like that. But we'll wait and see what has more story elements unfold. Um, I do know that Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger, was approached to be a part of it, but she declined, I believe, because what they offered her to be a part of it was not enough in her mind. Reverse Prime, what is going on? I um, I also know that you know, before he had passed, they did approach Jason David Frank, I believe, to return as the Green Ranger for the series. 
but if I am not mistaken, he was actually in the midst of working on Legend of the White Dragon, which was supposed to be his big um, production with Bat in the Sun. He's been working with Bat in the Sun on that project before he passed away. So I know, I know he was approached to do it, but he declined because of um, um, Legend of the White Dragon. And I believe they have someone standing in for the Green Ranger. I don't know who that is, but I guess we'll find out when the um, whatever the heck it is drops, whether it's a movie or a series of some kind, some kind of limited series of some kind. But the child in me has been looking forward to this has been looking forward to the OG Power Rangers coming back in some form or fashion to do something. So I can't wait to hear what the story elements are going to be and who they're going to be battling. Um, I believe a co-worker of mine said the original voice of Rita Repulsa is supposed to be coming back as well. So I guess she'll be still kicking around. So I guess we'll see. I know in one of the newest series of Power Rangers, Lord Zed had returned as one of the main antagonists. I forget which Power Ranger series it was, but I know he returned. So who knows what's going to happen in this 30th anniversary special. All I know is I can't wait for it to drop and I'm definitely going to be watching it as soon as it drops. So you guys let me know what you think. Are you excited for the 30th anniversary of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always special? What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to be in a main villain? And who do you think else is going to show up in this? We haven't heard yet from Austin St. John. We haven't heard word from him yet. Um, I, th and I think that might be it. I mean, because it stands, we have the Red Ranger. We have the Blue Ranger. We have the Black Ranger. Um, we have the Pink Ranger. We also have the new Yellow Ranger. We have those. The Green Ranger, of course, is going to be returning too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. So... Um, you guys let me know what you think and we'll keep that conversation going. Moving into somewhat sports territory. Um Wrestling World lost one of his one of the best one of its best performers over the over the last week. Um rest in peace to Jay Briscoe, um, who passed away, I believe, from a car accident during the week. Um he was thirty eight years old. I mean with me and him are the same age. Um I do know that his kids were in the car with him. I believe they're okay now, but I know they were in the hospital a couple of days ago. Um, it sucks no matter what, whatever, whatever age you are, but at the age of 38, who is still kind of just, who is really starting to live his adult life, you know, him and his brother were tag team partners, um, I believe for Ring of Honor. And I know he was on NXT for a little bit. So I know a lot of people have paid their respects for Jay Briscoe and you know rest in peace to him man um I hope his family is doing what they can to grieve and you know move on from this I know and it's it's, it's crazy because you know the month of January is kind of a rough month for me um in 2020 I lost you know my martial arts grandmaster Kevin Thompson um, he had been battling ALS for a little over 10 years, the longest anyone has ever battled that disease. Um, he, 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 he succumbed to it in 2020. And even though I knew that essentially was inevitable, it still didn't make it any easier. You know, there were, there's like probably like a good, like for the better part of a week where I kind of had to really dig deep in as my grandmaster would say find that warrior spirit to just like just keep operating throughout those days you know because it's it's it was a lot you know he was that that um, that man was a part of my life since i was 11 years old you know i've been training in the martial arts since the age of 11 and i'm 38 right now so you gotta figure that's over 25 years of martial arts training I had on a, under one instructor it was him he, he's been my instructor from the beginning all the way up until now so it was it was a tough beat it was a tough beat but then it got worse the following year because I lost one of my uncles um and I've said this in previous was I even said this on Facebook you know 
when it comes to the death of a loved one, you know, I can apply a certain amount of rationale to it, you know, especially if they died of like a sickness or, you know, you know, whether it was just their time to go or something like that. I can always apply a little bit of a rationale to it. You know, that uh, that was my way of, you know, dealing with it better. But in this instance, you know, what happened to my uncle was unfair. You know, he had been in Jamaica. He was down in Jamaica. He was living there. And, you know, I, I don't mind sharing this with you guys. He was, you know, he was attacked, essentially. You know, there were some people that I guess had some beef with him. And one day they just decided to attack him. Um... If I'm not mistaken, if I remember some of the details correctly, they, um, you know, hit him in the back of the head, I believe the back of the neck, um, really bad. And he was, he ended up being in a hospital. I think he might've been in the hospital for a week or so. And doctors were trying to do what they can. As far as I know, they were trying to do what they can. Um, I think the day before, you know, he finally passed, um, doctors were getting in touch with my mom who lives up here and they were trying to I guess um I don't know what they were trying to do I don't remember but the only thing I remember is the very next day that Monday I woke up to the text saying that my uncle was gone and for that whole week I was done I, I was just done you know every single one of us um my brothers my sisters and my mom we were just and like I said, I wasn't I wasn't so much sad as I was angry. I was just angry. Because it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, that should not that shouldn't have happened. And, you know, like I said, you know, if you're sick, I can I can apply a certain amount of rationale to that. Like, you know, if there's ways that we can get you better, we can. But if there's certain things that we can't do, and the only thing we can do is just make you comfortable, then I can understand. I, I can wrap my wrap around. I don't like it, but I can wrap my mind around it. You know, things like that. Because, I mean, that's how my grandmother passed away. You know, I mean, hers was sudden. We, we had no idea. I mean, that's how one of my aunts passed away. She had cancer. Um, that's how one of my uncles, how um, one of my other uncles passed away. He just wasn't really taking care of himself. So then he passed. But... And, and it's not like, you know, that uncle was, I was particularly close with that uncle. I mean, I was, you know, before he went back to Jamaica, he was kind of the only other family member, only other real close relatives that my mom had up here, you know, but, you know, certain things happened and he had to go back down to Jamaica, which is understandable. Um, it's actually, it's, I mean, thinking about it now, it actually even gets crazier because my grandfather on my father, on my mother's side, you know, he passed away in January also, you know, back in 2015, 16, I think, you know, and that was kind of sudden too, you know, that it's, it's just rough, you know, it's, it's rough, it's rough when it's sudden, you know, when you, when you know it's getting ready to come, you can, I mean, you can do well, you can do as much as you can to prepare yourself. You'll never be prepared, but you can do what you can to kind of soften the blow. But, you know, when it just happens out of nowhere, you you don't know what to do. You, you, you really don't know what to do. You're trying to wrap your head around certain things. You're trying to really make sense out of all of it. But the only thing you can do is just let out your pain. All you can do is just, you know let out your pain and trust me like that week when that happened to my uncle that's all I did you know I was in the dojo just hitting that back because I just I needed to get out of my head because I like and, and, and I guess part of it really is one of those things and I, I don't know if this is the martial arts in me or the blurred in me that's just like you know if I were there I mean, and I know it's crazy to think, you know, if you were in Jamaica, you know, but it's like really one of those things like if I were there, I would have been able to do something. I would have been able to, you know, help him protect himself or, you know, you know, 
not prevent it from happening happening that way. I would have ha- would have had his back. You know, I would have had his back. So but I mean, I'm sharing all these things with you right now because I imagine that's what Jay Briscoe's family is going through right now. They're all thinking the same thing. You know, what the what could they have done to prevent something like this from happening? You know, so it's a tough beat, man. It's 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 a real tough beat. And I definitely feel for Jay Briscoe's family. I really do. And I hope amongst the madness of all of this that you're trying to find some sense of, you know, stability and saneness amongst your family to try to deal with this. I, I hope that's what you guys are doing. Moving on to some more wrestling news. Your boy. <laughs> your boy Vince McMahon came back. After being gone since, um, what, last summer? He's been gone since last summer. Uh, for guys, for all of you guys who aren't, you know, into wrestling or wrestling entertainment like I am, Vince McMahon, the man behind the WWF slash WWE, he stepped down as CEO of um, WWE and chairman and all this stuff. And he essentially retired. He retired his post amongst a myriad of sexual allegations against him, against him from co-workers and the like within the company. So he decided to retire as the investigation was getting a little bit heated and he stepped down from chairman of the board. Within that time, his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, um, became co-CEO with, I believe, Nick Khan, he became she became co-CEO of, with Nick Khan, and Triple H became head of creative for WWE. And I think we all can agree that from the time those guys took over, we have seen we have not seen a better product. WWE has been thriving since they took over. I mean, certain certain a number of um. Personalities came back. Um, LA Knight came back. Karrion Cross came back. Um, I believe um, Solo Sokoa got called up from NXT. Um, just a certain number of people came back. Um, the, the stories have been got have gotten better. I mean, we were starting to see hope on the horizon with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in charge. And love or hate Stephanie McMahon, she does know how to run a company. She's been. I mean, she's. She's the boss's daughter, so she's been learning for years. And more, I don't know what her school credentials, but I'm pretty sure she went to school for this. But I think we all can unanimous, unanimously agree that under the leadership of Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, and Triple H, WWE has been the best it's been in years. It's been the best it's been in years. And a lot of us can agree that Vince McMahon is highly outdated in his way of presenting just storylines to the general public these days. It's he's still he's trapped he's trapped in the timeline that doesn't exist anymore. You know, he's he's trapped in that timeline. You know, he's trapped in the big man timeline where if you're a big man you're gonna sell. That's not always the case. Oh yes, Braun Strowman came back. There's that too. But that's not always the case. That's not what people are always looking for. A lot of people are looking for people who share, who kind of share the same thought process or same ideologies, even the same body type. Look at Kevin Owens right now. Kevin Owens right now is at the top of the game right now. Everybody is behind him. He is scheduled to wrestle the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns um, next week at Warrior Rumble for the undisputed WWE Championship. I this this is just a side note for me, but I feel like. At the contract signing on Friday night, I feel like Kevin Owens put down um, Sami Zayn's name on the contract rather than his own. I just get that feeling. Um, tomorrow night's supposed to be the trial of Sami Zayn as opposed to the um, Bloodline Appreciation Night, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what ended up happening. You know, I wouldn't be surprised that Sam um, Kevin Owens would sacrifice his championship opportunity to push Sami Zayn forward. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but I'm digressing from the point. But the fact of the matter is now that Vincent Man has come back, he's been back for a few weeks now, just so you know. He's been back for a while now. But now that he's back, you know, a number of um high profile um executives have resigned their posts. Stephanie McMahon resigned outright. She 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 said, Nope, I'm done. If he's back, I'm out. As far as it stands, Triple H is still head of creative. So let's hope it stays that way. As a matter of fact, I mean, it's crazy because once Vince McMahon left, the NXT logo changed right away when Triple H got put in place because they tried to Vince McMahon tried to give his like colorful NXT shit, and then Vince, uh, then Triple H was like, "Nope, we're gonna go back to this black and well, not, not, maybe not so much black and gold, but we're gonna definitely put gold back in it." So I I can't really say what's going to happen next. Um. I believe a couple of losses are being levied against Vince McMahon because of what's happening, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Honestly, as I said before, he needs to. He should have stayed retired. He he should have just stayed retired. Collect whatever um, severance he was getting from the company, all that stuff, and just lived his best life. He was out on dates. A few times we saw, which I, which I believe, I guess he's not married to Leonard McMahon anymore. I, I, I figured they were divorced a long time ago, just from the sexual allegations themselves. So I don't know, but who knows? Who knows? But as I said, all I know is that he should have stayed retired. I'm, I'm sorry that Stephanie McMahon stepped down, but I understood why she did it. I need them to leave Triple H alone, let him do what he's doing, and hopefully this year isn't the end of WWE. I know that one of the biggest rumors is that um, WWE was possibly going to be sold um, by what is to Saudi Arabia or Disney or whoever, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't know. I just don't know. I just feel like it was better off when Vince McMahon wasn't there. And this is really no disrespect to Vince McMahon. That's the thing. This dude is a... He's a pioneer. He is a, he is a sports entertainment pioneer. You know, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had the WWE. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know, guys. I really don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll see what goes down. As it's still, it's only January. Still, guys, it's only January, so we still have a whole year left to see if WWE dies and stuff. So, in any case, post your comments in the comment section below. I know a lot of people have their thoughts on Vince McMahon returning. I know a lot of it hasn't been positive, so. You guys let me know what you think. Where do you think the WWE should go from here on out, you know? Do you really believe that Vince McMahon should leave and just go home and take a nap? Or what? What do you think should be a th what do you think should be the wave next? You know, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Um one more piece of news, news that we're here to talk about. So I know like many of you I got wrapped up in the Tiger King craze at the height of the pandemic. You know, um, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, all those crazy people, we got mixed up into the hype of Tiger King. You know, we sat there, me and my wife sat there and watched that whole series for whatever reason, we don't know, but we watched it. So, yeah. Um... Even though, and even though Joe Exotic was a crazy bastard himself, um, Carol Baskin has definitely been looked at in a light that is very not pleasant. You know, she she's been been pictured as the ultimate cat lady. Um, many of us believe that she had her husband killed by way of tiger, but apparently news has dropped recently that suggests that um. Carol Baskin's husband is actually alive and in Costa Rica. I don't know how that was a thing. Maybe he faked his own death to get away from that crazy lady. That's a possibility. But, you know, that's the way right now. Um, nothing else has been shared about that story as to whether or not um, Carol Baskin is going to be trying to make her way to him or him to her or 
whether she has questions, which I imagine that she does, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next? All I know is that this story gets crazier and crazier. And as a person who didn't watch Tiger King 2, I, 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 we, we just refused to watch it. We, we, we couldn't do it anymore. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it again. We, we, we couldn't do it again. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how the remainder of the story unfolds. We'll just have to wait and see. But um, you guys let me know what you think about this story in terms of uh, Carol Baskin's husband being alive and well in Costa Rica. I guess living his best life. And then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys let me know what you think about that. Um, just moving on to some quick reviews just to wrap this whole weekly wrap up up. Um, Abbott Elementary season two is back on um, ABC. And as I mentioned before, before, it is one of my favorite shows on TV right now. It is of course about a public school in Philadelphia and it just chronicalizes the um the lives of the teachers that work there it's a hilarious show as a person who works in the school system it's one of my go-to favorite shows to watch throughout the week i look forward to it every single wednesday um i love all the characters um between um miss green my man gregory eddie who is like my favorite character on the series principal ava who is hilarious she's I, I gotta admit, like in the first season she she kind of ignored me, but now she she's growing on me. Um, Ava has grown on me a lot this season. Um, um, Miss Shemetti, um, Mr. Jacobs, even the janitor. It's um, it's it's hilarious. The show is hilarious. If you work for the school system, then you can definitely see how the show really reflects what we go through. Um, and it's kind of in the um. It's, it's, in, it's in a mockumentary format, so it's in, a, it's in a format of like Parks and Rec, um, The Office, things like that, where there's a camera crew following them and they, you know, chronicalize the day in the lives of these teachers. The person who gives the best fourth wall breaks, of course, is Mr. Eddie, because he, he I mean, he, he's, a, he's a guy who definitely trained for this. He was actually, if you guys don't know, Gregory Eddie played by Tyler James Williams. He's, he was a sub that became a full-time teacher who actually applied to be the principal at Abba Elementary. Uh, principal Ava, who ended up getting a job, only got a job through blackmail of the school superintendent. So there's that. But the show itself is just hilarious. A lot of people that I know that watch it love it. And I think you'll, give it, I think you'll love it too. So definitely give um, Abba Elementary a, uh, a look. Uh, the new iteration of Fantasy Island, which is, I believe, in the se second season right now, has been good also. Um, I've never watched the original with Ricardo Montalban, um, and even the one with Malcolm, Mc Malcolm McDowell. I didn't watch watch that one with him, too. But me and my wife, we tune into um, Fantasy Island every week. It stars on Rosalind Sanchez. She plays the new um, Rourke. Um, it's, 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 enjoy it's enjoyable. I like it a lot. I like the directions they take with it every single week. Um, so then the season two just came back. So I, um, look, that's a show that comes on, I believe on Mondays or Tuesdays. So I look forward to that a lot. We look forward to that a lot. So that's a great show to check out. Um, and of course the new iteration of quantum leap. I know there's a lot of people that didn't really take to the new quantum leap, but we actually enjoy it. Um, I didn't watch the original. My older brother did, but you know, I'm liking where this one is going. And this is an actual sequel series to the original Quantum Leap. So what I'm hoping happens is this is a lead up to the saving of Sam Beckett. Maybe at the end of the first season. I'm hoping that's what happens. So we'll see what goes down. We'll see what happens. But I enjoy it a great deal. But in any case, that's my weekly wrap up, guys. That's... um. All I got to talk about for this week. Um, you guys let me know your thoughts on everything that I've talked about within this episode. Um, I may not be back next weekend because, like I said, I will be away in Atlantic City. So if I'm not back next weekend, I will be back the following weekend with another weekly wrap-up. And, of course, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Follow all that good stuff. And let's just keep these conversations going. Of course, if there's things you would like for me to talk about, please be feel free to send me suggestions. Um, be on the lookout, though, for a full-length discussion about what's going on with WWE. 
uh, me and my boy um, EJ we are gonna plan that out and try to schedule a day where we're gonna talk about all that stuff going on um, we've already did one about um, Warner Brothers in DC so we'll do one for wrestling and to see how things begin to unfold it'll most likely be after the Royal Rumble that's when we'll do it so be on the lookout for that one and then of course just be on the lookout for other videos and weekly wrap-ups for me. Alright, I'm out. Peace.